Hey, hey, this is Ankita and you are tuned into Prickly Pears. We're stopping by really quickly today to interrupt regular programming for a very special episode on a very important topic. And what better way than to release this at the start of March, which also happens to be Endometriosis Awareness Month. So Nalani, who do we have with us today? So I met Rashmi who is our next guest, a few months ago. And we had a really, really interesting chat about which I'm not going to delve deeper right now before we let Rashmi introduce herself. Welcome, Rashmi. Welcome to our show. Thank you so much, Nalini and Ankita, for having me here. I'm just so happy that I'm getting a chance to talk about this topic today. But uh, let me just introduce myself quickly. My name is Rashmi Bhutani. I'm based out in Bay Area, California, but I was born and brought up in Kunur Tamil Nadu. Yeah, I work for Walmart and I'm an Indo warrior. Rashmi, your introduction brings me straight into my first question. You ended your definition of who you are by calling yourself an Indo warrior. Tell us a little more about what that means. I was diagnosed with endometriosis. The endometriosis community calls the people who suffer with endometriosis as Indo warriors. I was diagnosed like about two years back. Anywhere where I introduce myself or wherever I write on social media, I definitely write as an end of warrior because it was a crazy journey. It was like literally being in a war. (laughs) I would like to like first start talking about endometriosis with a very basic thing. That's the definition. Every year in the month of March, everywhere in the world, people celebrate the endometriosis awareness month. And sadly, Every year, we have to, you know, fixate on the definition because there's such huge misinformation about endometriosis and the basic thing, that's the definition. I have come across gynecologists or doctors who still say the wrong definition. And that's the basic thing. If you're getting the definition wrong, how how is someone going to research, diagnose, identify the tissue or identify the disease? So, Endometriosis, a lot of people start thinking that it's an endometrium lining tissue. It is not. It is a tissue which looks similar to that, but it is very different. It's a chronic inflammatory disease. It's a whole body disease. And I have come across doctors where I go ahead. How I identify that my doctor knows about endometriosis is when I ask them, could you please tell me what is endometriosis? And when they say it is Endometriosis is an endometrium lining tissue which starts growing outside of the uterus. I run from there. I run from there because the doctor does not know anything. We definitely have endometriosis specialists. And it is sad that most of the gynecologists who are not specialized in endometriosis take this upon them and start treating the disease. I believe they should refer every patient who come to them with the symptoms of endometriosis to an endometriosis specialist. And how many of these specialists are there? Like actually before that, how did you even find out that you had this? Oh, yes. We have been, me and my husband, we've been suffering with infertility from past six years. Since childhood, I've been having really painful periods and heavy bleeding during my menstruation. But then, as everyone says, from the beginning to me in India, I'm sure people all around the world say that. Then I'm going to specify about India because that's where I heard that the most, that it's normal. Everyone suffers this way. Like it's different for you maybe, but it's fine. Quit being a baby. It's okay. And I'm like, okay, lived my whole life hearing that. 
But then when I got married and me and my husband were like planning for a baby, it never happened. Then we went from one doctor to the other doctor and we were like, okay, let's start with an artificial insemination. I did my four cycles of an IUI, nothing happened. And as soon as I finished my fourth cycle of IUI, my period started getting really bad. So the symptoms that I used to feel was this really bad stabbing pain in my pelvis, my belly swelling up, like bloating. I, I used to look like an eight-month-old pregnant woman. I could not pass gas. There would be some kind of pressure on my pelvic and back pain and leg pain and heavy, heavy bleeding. This started happening for every, from past four months. And I used to go to the rush to the ER because I would be suffering from an ovarian cyst rupture. And this used to be crazy because it feels like you're having, a, you know, an appendix burst or something like that. And only a morphine could relieve me from the pain. So this kept happening. And the doctors, I went to the doctors, I went to my fertility specialist, like, you know what, after an IUI, things have gone worse for me. My periods are getting bad. I'm crying every month. I'll tell my husband that, you know, I'm going to get my periods again. I'm so scared to death. You know, at a point I was like, I don't want to live. This life is miserable. Who wants to live like this? First, you come, you have your periods and you're scared. You're like in pain. Once your period is done, you're scared to have your another cycle. That was in the Jan 2022. I had my period, same symptoms. So after the third day, I used to feel better. But that time in Jan 2022, I never felt better. I felt this huge heaviness in my pelvic, the pain which was not going. I went to the ER. They did the usual CT scan, gave me morphine. And then luckily or unluckily, I'll say the unlucky part later, that luckily a doctor who was on call that day, she came in, she checked, she asked my complete history. She asked if I had painful sex. And I said yes, from the time I was sexually active. And then she was like, did you have heavy periods, ovarian cyst ruptures? How long were your periods? Back pain, pain during ovulation. She asked all those questions to me and she said, I think you have endometriosis and we have to rush you to a surgery because you have a cyst which is wrapped around your ovary and it can burst anytime. And we as laymen, we get scared. We didn't know what it was. We, my husband was like, can we just like take two more days to find out? She was like laughing at my husband. Oh, come on, you cannot do that. You have to go for surgery right now. And then we're like, okay, we went. And then she did a lapatomy where it's like a C-section cut where she's found endometriosis. My ovary was covered. My left ovary was covered in endometriosis, my fallopian tube. And she took, the, took them out. She said that's, that was the only uh, possible way. My surgery was done. What did she take out again? She took out my left ovary and my fallopian Instead tube. Of just the, instead of yeah. just the tissue. Yeah, she excised the tissue, which she could see when the cut was done, wherein that was a wrong approach. So that was a red flag. But I did not understand that in the beginning. I was like, okay, yeah, you know what? I'm saved. This doctor's got sent. I feel so blessed. I'm endometriosis free and all that. But just after three months of my surgery, I started having this intense pain again. And I was like, oh my God, what's happening? I would rush to the doctor and she's like, it's in my head. And I was like, how can a pain this intense be in my head? She's like, no, you're, you're, I feel you're always anxious. And I think it's just your panic and anxiety that's making you feel that you're having pain. I was like, okay, I've never heard that. 
So thanks to social media and the fierce advocates that we have all around the world of endometriosis, I got to know that if endometriosis specialist does not do a surgery on you, if the tissue is not excised, and if the, it, is on, it is not a laparoscopy surgery, we don't think that the complete endometriosis tissue was removed. A cut that she did, a C-section cut that she did, could just give her visual of what was present over there. And as she was not an endometriosis specialist, she could not save my ovary. Wherein if it was an endometriosis specialist, that specialist could have been able to excise, that is cut off the tissue from the ovary and try to save my ovary. And they would try to see everywhere, you know, where all they can search because laparoscopy gives you an option to look through your whole body where they can search for the tissue and especially identify the tissue. She did not do that. And she had left a good amount of endometriosis in my body, which was causing constant pain for me in my bowel, in my pelvic region, everywhere possible. And it was, it was a, a long journey because I kept looking for doctors and I came across this community of endometriosis and in social media, I came across this endogirls blog account. She's a fierce advocate of endometriosis where the list of doctors were given. And I reached out to a doctor in Mumbai, Dr. Abhishek Pangshikar, and I showed my MRI reports to him. And he was like, okay, you know what? You have still have a lot of endometriosis in you and we have to excise it because it will keep spreading. And the worst part about this disease, people think that it's just a period disease. It's not. It's a whole body disease. It's been found in lungs. It's been found, it, it was a rare case. I think it was in brain. People have lost their kidney and lungs due to this because it, the tissue attaches the organs. It slowly damages the organs. It's a very misdiagnosed disease. And the worst part is, this disease is the top 20 most painful conditions in the world. And sadly, still not much of research is being done on it. Forget about research, a proper definition. I still, when I Google, like, there we go, endometriosis, again, the wrong definition. And there's so many wrong things written about what endometriosis is and how can I reach out to that particular community or doctor who does not know the right definition itself. It's such a difficult journey for uh, for people suffering. And I, I would say people because endometriosis has been found even in men. It's not just a women disease. And the only information that I could find was on Instagram. And they're also through the advocates who run these accounts. It's, it's like a forever battle and it's still going on because there's no cure for endometriosis. Right now, I think I the last surgery that I had was in 2022, July. And I still live in fear that my endometriosis might come back. But if you go to the right specialist, maybe there are very few chances, like maybe about 5% chances that it can come back. I just feel bad for women in India because in cities, I know things are improving. People are being vocal about if they're going through any issues or if they're having any issues with painful periods or painful sex. But what about the rural parts of India? I still remember that I read a statistic somewhere that every third person who goes through endometriosis might be thinking of suicide because of the pain. I mean, I remember I went to a physiotherapist over here after my surgery 
And I told her that whole my life, I thought periods was painful periods and heavy bleeding is normal. It's, it's just so sad when you think that you have to, I lived or other women or other people who are living with that pain for years and they're thinking that that's how you're supposed to live. No, and even if, uh, like, I just remember a couple of things when you talk about India and, and what people go through. I have a friend who is single in her 30s and she has endo. Now we know that she has endo and she lives in Singapore. But every time she would go to and, you know, like when we move out, sometimes we also still trust the doctors in our country more that Indian doctors would probably understand my situation better. So she started going to these different gynecs in Delhi, like women gynecologists who've themselves gone to study so far and they would judge her first on her sexual activity and things that, okay, like, you you know, why do you care about this so much? Like painful sex, it means you have, you're having sex. And eventually she decided to not go with a doctor in India and decided to find someone, even if it was harder and more expensive in Singapore, because of the fear of being judged and not just the fear, like actually being judged. Yeah, I've gone through the same thing. And it's just so sad that even after me being married, I'm being judged, <laughs> especially when, so endometriosis can cause painful sex and orgasm. And when I told my doctor about it, like in India, she did not answer that question. And she gave me a very judgy look, like I'm not allowed to have an orgasm. And they just don't understand that endometriosis patients usually have a lot of discomfort when they do a TVS exam, a transvaginal exam. And I'll be like, you know, it's hurting. And they'll be like, quit being a baby. I literally thought that sex is supposed to hurt a lot. Because no one ever answered to my question. No one ever said that, yes, you are having difficulty because you are going through endometriosis. And endometriosis weakens our pelvic muscles. So we're going through a lot already. I mean, there, there's a huge difference between why we would ch choose to go to India and why I would not choose to get my surgery in U.S., Firstly, in US, you know, the waiting time to, for me to get an appointment, my three months for an MRI for a normal diagnosis. And I've heard women saying that, you know, the waiting time for surgery is about two years. So I would always choose India because it's also quick. Also, it's known evil. You know, I mean, you know that you'll be judged, but you know that you will be treated. So I know that I'm going to India. I know that I'm going to get judged for a lot of things, but it's okay. I want to get off with that pain. Sometimes I wonder what is more painful, my endometriosis pain or the misdiagnosis from the doctors or the backlash from the society or no one believing us, no one accepting what endometriosis is and how painful it is. So people around me never believed me. So whenever I used to say that I'm having a lot of, I, I have to cancel the plan because I cannot come out. I have heavy periods and I'm having a lot of issues. They'd be like, oh, drama queen. Women around me say that. But then when I was diagnosed, I kept talking about it. And, they, and people around me will say that, no, don't talk about it. Why do you want to relive it? Just forget about it. I was like, no, I want to keep talking about it because I want people to believe that there's something like this. I don't mind reliving it. The trauma does hit me sometimes. I want to keep talking about it. And for my mom to be able to explain it to her friend, what I went through was a big achievement for me. So I believe that if your friend is suffering or if you hear the symptoms like 
constipation, painful periods, pain in bowel movements, pain during ovulation, bloating, anything of this, just tell them, why don't you try visiting an endometriosis specialist? And you can directly go to one, like at least in India, is that how yeah. it works? Like you can directly go to an endo expert without going through your GP and your... Yeah, definitely. At least that's good for everyone to know. It's funny that most people that I even mentioned the word endometriosis to in the last like month or two since since I met you, nobody. And Ankita, did you know about the disease before? Many people have... I did not. I learned about it in my conversation with you. I am going to ask um, because our season that's on currently is on the topic of purpose. And Rashmi, you've spent the last 15 odd minutes telling us about endo. Do you think talking about this is one of your purposes currently? I think, yeah, I talk about it every day. Though I'm not having any pain right now, I mean, I do have adenomyosis, which is, again, the sister of endometriosis. But why I think about endometriosis every day is being happy that I'm not having pain. And also the fear that what if the pain comes back again? So I think I keep thinking about it. And I'll also think about it because like anytime anyone reaches out to me on Instagram for you know, any endometriosis issue or any information about endometriosis, I'll keep advising that person. Even if the person does not want more details, I'll give them more details. So I think, I think about it every day. Yes, that's true. And bookish definition sometimes, or even the spiritual definition of purpose, they say is something Mm -hmm. that you do, even if nobody pays you, even if no one asked you to do it, you just feel I feel so strongly about something that you feel like that's a mission of one of the missions of your life. And the passion that you're showing in talking about this disease to make sure that our listeners and everyone else is aware of it. I would, Ankita, this, I think this would definitely, definitely qualify for, uh, you know, having, having a purpose like that. I definitely think that's, that's definitely one of your main purposes. Yeah, I would not call me as a uh, you know person who is like really good in creating awareness of it but I'm just doing my bit and if everyone does that doing a small bit of it that's more than enough because I believe the advocates out there they're doing an amazing job because that's reliving your disease every day keep thinking about it because you want to spread awareness because they don't want someone else to suffer how they suffered That could be the purpose. (laughs) And it doesn't have to be. It could be something you feel passionately about and then you just do. Though Nalini might think differently. No, but yeah, it's also, you know, to the listener. Because when I listen to this, that's how it it looked to me. But what if someone like today, Rashmi, you said that you could help anyone and everyone that reached out to you and whatever time of the day even if they don't want more information but what if someone started paying you for it that's another one of the you know the purpose demystifiers like if someone started paying you for it how would you feel i know this might sound a bit of cliche i would never take money for it never i don't know what is it about this thing that i have with endometriosis even if someone reaches out to me i'll be like you know what give this money to the person who needs the financial aid to get the endometriosis surgery because it is expensive. And by God's grace, I had the source paid for my surgery. 
I could travel from US to India to get my surgery done, but there's so many people who do not have that. So I would any day and always say that if you want, please give that money to someone who is in need. I mean, that answers my question. And I think I will leave it there. Most people don't even want the things that they're passionate about. They would never charge. Like money doesn't matter in, in that case. Ankita, do you have any final questions? I, I got a lot of what I, what I thought I would from this episode. No further questions from me. I think I learned a lot about a subject that I knew nothing about. Thank you so much, Rashmi. Before we let you go, two requests. First, please do share any resources that our readers can benefit for. We'll keep posting on Instagram a little more about Endo through this month. And any closing words before we let you go? I have to say this. This is such a good platform for me to be able to communicate to anyone who's listening. If anyone is suffering with whatever symptoms that I have mentioned about, please reach out to some advocate or the doctors. Please do not ignore it. Because if you ignore it, this disease can worsen up your situation. Please don't listen to others thinking that it's normal. It's not normal. Pain, period pain is not normal. I would need a whole day to get into the technical aspects of endometriosis and give more information. I could just pick up a few of the points of what I've gone through and what I have seen so far, but there's so much more to it. And uh, people out there, if you could just help someone, please help. Do not hesitate in talking. Please direct the person into the right direction. That's my humble request because no one deserves to live in pain and no one should live in pain. And I couldn't have said it better myself. Rashmi, thank you once again for being here on the show with us. I'm going to get us out of here. On behalf of Rashmi and Nalani, this is Ankita and we are...